I'm Shannon Bream. I'm Tom Shalhoub. I'm Maria Bartiromo, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, July 8th, 2022. I'm Evan Brown. Ukraine has yet to stop fighting. They fight with missiles and with drones, but ultimately they're fighting with people. And the people don't seem to quit. You've got a combination of educated, brave warriors, men and women. Their whole society is focused on ejecting Russia from their terrain. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. When Russia began its incursion into Ukraine earlier this year, Western leaders feared the worst, that Russia's military would make easy work of Ukraine's defenses, and that Russian tanks and flags would infest Kyiv before the work week would end, and yet Ukrainians picked up weapons, and even still today, despite heavy losses, are standing their ground. The West, and that often means the United States, is helping with its expertise. What we do really well, we export training very well, particularly when we're providing weapon systems that uh, that need our uh, trained support. Retired U.S. Army Major General Paul Eaton once headed up the Army's infantry. He trained scores of soldiers, not just our own, but across the world. He joins us to assess the state and capabilities of Ukraine's warriors and how Western powers are supporting them. Since 2014, I think we've been pretty well involved, and our special forces do both direct action, combat, and one of their primary roles, however, is to uh, train other armies. And they're really, really good at it. So uh, what we've done for the Ukrainians is uh, provide basic, uh, you know, command and general staff college training, how to operate, how to, how to plan for operations. And, uh, but they're also very well ahead compared to a lot of other armies. I went to school with a Ukrainian colonel uh, back in 1993-94 at the Army War College. So we've, we've, but we also had a Russian student uh, at the same time. So uh, we, we train armies in our own school system and we train them with export packages uh, to, to go with uh, the equipment that we provide. But because the Ukrainians are so innovative and because they are so sharp and quick, they are learning things, and we are going to school on what they are doing. Wow. And okay. so it is a very interactive process. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, this is a war. This is a high-intensity combat operation between a former uh, Soviet entity and Russia. So. As you would imagine, every military in the world is paying attention to how the Ukrainians are performing brilliantly and how they're doing that. So it's interactive. You, you say we're we're learning from them. You know, I, we, we often uh, like to say about our military, it's the the, the finest uh, fighting force the world has ever seen, that humanity has ever seen. And that it's certainly true. Uh but what do we learn from them? Because they're, they're obviously fighting a conflict that we have never really had to fight. We've never had, you know, not since, you know, the British have we had to yeah. fight a foreign enemy on our own land. I mean, with, with terrorism, the exception, we've not had 
you know, standing army and battalions of troops, uh, uh, you know, coming over the hills in, in Virginia. So uh, what what are we learning from them and how, how do we as a military use that for what our military generally does, which is, you know, fight elsewhere in the world when it has to? Indeed. So uh, the Ukrainians are integrating systems that in combat that we've not used in combat ourselves. The switchblade is one. Uh, drone proliferation in. Tell, tell me about uh, the switchblade real quick. What is talk about that? What what exactly is that? Because most people might think it's a knife. So <laughs> okay, so uh, the switchblade is a uh, suicide. Essentially, it's a suicide drone. So you launch this. They come in different sizes and with different missions, and they have a certain amount of loiter time. Uh, I'm no expert in this system, but uh, basically, it's a drone. You pop it up there, it looks for a target, it kills the target. And uh, it is a uh, relatively low cost, small, frequently man portable uh, drone that goes out and will do what we ask it to do. Uh, we're, we're also seeing how they integrate artillery systems with their command and control system, very different from ours. But they, uh, the Ukrainians have I, I think Elon Musk has uh, sent up, uh, you know, a bunch of satellites, uh, communication satellites, web over Ukraine. Uh, so they are moving. They go from uh, target discovery to rounds on target very quickly. And uh, so they you do that different ways as far as higher headquarters, uh, clearance of fires, making sure you're not going to have unfortunate second order effects, uh, civilian casualties and so on. But uh, just how Ukraine is fighting this war with some new equipment and some equipment that's new to them. And they're very they're very agile in how they're integrating all this. That that seems to be pretty amazing that they could be this agile. They are, uh, I guess, most people when they think of superpowers and military superpowers, they might not have thought of Ukraine before this past January. So that that seems to be a major accomplishment. Is, is that a, a a matter of of readiness on their part? Were, were they do, do they have that kind of culture there? I so, so few people know much about ukraine so we're trying to learn more about them but they they obviously didn't just sort of snap too they must have been somewhat ready for this uh you're correct uh since you since uh, crimea was uh, was uh, taken uh they have been paying attention obviously to uh to uh what the uh, russian intent uh is and uh, if you listen to uh uh mr putin uh, he's been very clear, and he is doing what he said he was going to do. So the Ukrainian military has been preparing for this at least uh, eight years, and uh, we have assisted them uh, in that endeavor. And, and we haven't been alone, by the way. So it's a um, it is a a country that is very well educated, very sovereign very uh, uh, proud of who they are, and uh, they are fighting for their homeland. So you've got a combination of educated, brave warriors, men, 
and women. Their whole society is focused on ejecting Russia from their terrain. You're listening to retired Major General Paul Eaton. He's a former trainer of the United States Infantry Soldiers, and he is with us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. We'll have more with him straight ahead. So give your your expert assessment here. How well is it going for them? They have certainly, I think, wowed the world with uh, their ability to defend uh, and to... Uh, call it their stick-to-itiveness. Uh, I think the, the conventional wisdom was that uh, the Russians would steamroll them within a couple of days and the Russian flag would be over Kiev with, you know, by the end of the week. Uh, that certainly didn't happen and hasn't happened, but it's also my, you know, one could uh, read uh, the room here and think that they will, they can be and will be overpowered at some point. Russia does have more troops and, and more, more everything. And, uh, uh, without Western backing, which may not be indefinite, uh, at some point this war is going to end and not in their favor. Is that is that a reality? Is that is that something that could happen? That likely could happen? Not likely could happen? What what would be your assessment of it? Well, President Biden has been very very focused on developing uh, and redeveloping NATO, and with a lot of help from all the NATO nations. Uh, so alliance management counts to your concern that uh, will we grow war weary of what's going on in Ukraine? So we're working at as a nation very hard and NATO is working this very hard. Uh, yes, uh, you know, Stalin used to say mass has a quality of its own. Russia has a larger population. They have uh, the initiative of the attacker, and you've got uh, a, a problem of intelligence assessment. So the Russians and a lot of other people underestimated the capacity to wage war and the guts to maintain and, per- and persist, demonstrated by the uh, Ukrainian military. So th- the Russians, failure number one of intelligence, they underestimated their enemy. Failure number two, and this is fatal, they overestimated their own capacity. And they, the Russian army, the Russian army failed to tell their own soldiers where they were going to go and what they were going to do. That is a fatal flaw. You had... You had Russian soldiers running out of gas. Okay, their whole logistic systems, you know, we've you know, talked about this a lot, that uh, the, the Russians don't know logistics. Um, but you had at the individual crewman, tank crewman level, they run out of gas. They said, no worries. We'll just go to the gas station over here and borrow some gas. And they get shot. And they, they're surprised by the fact that the Ukrainian civilian population is not welcoming them with open arms because they haven't been well prepared. It's just as a, as a professional soldier, uh, you know, we're all amazed at, at how many failures at so many levels we've seen on the, uh, on the Russian front. Well, they are learning the armies learning in the field. And, uh, I believe that, uh, there were, there were five, 
there were five different outcomes for this. I wrote them down a while back. Uh, stalemate. Okay, you just arrive and the Russians just grind to a halt. They start running out of artillery, munitions, and missiles, and uh, and the Ukrainians stop them. Stalemate. Everybody, you're, it's kind of the World War One trench warfare. Everybody is exhausted and stop. Uh, partition. The the Russians say, okay, we're going to keep the Donbass. We're going to keep Crimea, whatever whatever terrain they're able to keep, partition. Uh, decisive victory from the other side, unlikely uh, in the near term. However, it is more unlikely for the Russians, I believe, than for the Ukrainians. So uh, peace, well, sooner or later, armies get exhausted, countries get exhausted, and you can arrive at that. And then, not this isn't you know my analysis, but somebody says the black swan event, something completely uh, either unexpected or unanticipated. They have planned in army training to use battlefield nuclear weapons in the event things are not going well. That's not exactly a, an unexpected or unanticipated. Uh, event, but it would be shocking, shocking to see the deployment of a small nuclear weapon to demonstrate we are not happy with the way things are going, or chemical weapons, or something that we don't anticipate, like maybe Belarus uh, attacks, maybe uh, Moldova decides to throw in with Ukraine and flood the zone with Moldovan troops. Who, you know, they're all, all these things. Right. What, what, if, what if NATO brings their Navy and cozies up to the uh, Odessa port area, opens up lines of communication to get grain out of, out of, uh, uh, out of Ukraine? Admiral Stavridis, former Supreme Allied Commander of Europe, I mean, he's an advocate for this. And so get, get a Navy going from NATO, cozy up to the Russian ships and say, we're not giving up the Black Sea. We're not giving this up as a, as a Soviet, sorry, Russian lake. Right. And that, it's not a black swan event, but it's, it is an event that would be very important to transmit to the Russians that their Navy does not have freedom of action, that the NATO Navy feels they have a right to come in and for the good of the world, for the good of the world, move grain out of Ukraine. Paul Eaton, retired Major General, former Chief of Infantry for the United States Army. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. Evan, thank you so much. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Foxnews.